how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's late at night. The lights begin to flicker on and off for no reason. The microwave turns on and the door opens and closes, but it's not plugged in. What could be going on? Either you have a serious electrical problem that can cause a major fire in the very near future and you need to get an electrician there ASAP, or... Your house is haunted. Wow. (laughs) So haunted. (laughs) Hey, Diana. Hi, Becky. Hey, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints Bonus Edition. I think we kind of did that little intro a little backward than we usually do, but that's okay. It's backward day. Nobody cares. <laughs> so you're saying your microwave door opens and closes by itself when it's not plugged in? Not mine. Or when it is plugged in? Mine doesn't do it when it's plugged in or not plugged in. We've heard stories from guests with microwaves turning on and off when they weren't plugged in. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. I was curious about the door opening and closing part. That definitely sounds like a ghost to me that's like solid ghost or you have a bad latch in which case if your microwave is turning on and off and that seal is not there properly then that means that you're getting radiation leaking all over your kitchen probably yeah you need to like hit the button and then dart out of the room Mm -hmm. hide behind something metal yeah yeah which is not how i would recommend cooking your (laughs) bob evans mashed potatoes that you you put in the microwave I don't know why that came to mind. Anyway. Some people put it in their nose. And that's a discussion for another time. So, Diana, it is a very common trope to say that if your electronics are acting wonky, it could be because of a ghost. And we've seen this firsthand. (gasps) This is... (laughs) Don't act so surprised. You know this happens in your own house. (laughs) Diana and I experience this regularly, which is why we both have chosen not to record from haunted locations today, just to make sure this recording actually comes out. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like it when we accuse them of stuff. Exactly. Our internet works fine all day, every day, until we try to record an episode and then suddenly, the internet goes out, the lights go out. 
the mic goes out. You were having trouble with your mic until you moved locations too, right, Diana? Yeah. Yeah, we were Seriously. like getting on the phone with tech support, couldn't find out what was wrong. Moved to a non-haunted location. Works like a charm. Everything's fine. Although I can't verify for sure that this is a non-haunted location. Amber was like, I never got to see the ghost at the other house that's haunted. Wouldn't it be ironic if we got haunted here while we're cat sitting? <laughs> and she heard some funny sounds then after that <laughs> while she was alone. Freaked herself out. It was fantastic. That is awesome. Yay. Thank you, Ghost, for creating irony. We love it. (laughs) So point being, there's definitely this theory in our culture that ghosts need to pull energy in order to manifest, and an easy source of that energy is from our electronics. We've also Mm -hmm. heard stories from our guests where ghostly activity might be stronger during an electrical storm. Because the ghost is able to pull from all of that sizzling energy in the air. That's what it sounds like. And manifest somehow and come visit their living loved ones. Could that be why all the ghosts are from long ago instead of recent ghosts? When you see hauntings, it's always like a Civil War era or a Victorian era haunting. It's never like a 1985 haunting. It's because... People who are alive with all those electronics, they need even more energy to be able to manifest as ghosts. Maybe. People who are alive in 1800 were like, whoa, a toaster? Holy shit. Oh my God, I get such a rush out of this. (laughs) That's a very interesting theory. I like it. Mm. I like it. We wanted to come up with some examples of famous instances of ghosts messing with technology. The reason this came up at all is because our guest on Monday... Amy, talked to us about how she had gone to visit Robert the Doll in Key West. Right. We haven't really seriously talked about Robert the Doll. Yes. That's a serious episode all by itself. There's a lot of conflicting stories about where Robert came from. Was he manufactured in Germany? Was he handmade by Robert's parent's servant? I mean, there's all sorts of stories. However, the one thing that is consistent about Robert is that he's haunted. Oh, like so, not just not just like your demon doll. Like he's like Annabelle haunted. haunted. Like he's yeah. yeah, like real bad, real real bad. Yes, yeah. he's kept in a case. It costs forty dollars to go view him, and you need to ask his permission to take a photo of him because if you don't, it's considered disrespectful. And there's nothing Robert hates more than people who are disrespectful. People who are disrespectful to Robert often end up in a car crash or a divorce or something else terrible happening befalling them soon after visiting Robert, and they always attribute it to Robert. And Robert actually receives one to three letters a day. (laughs) Most of them are apologies. People asking for Robert's forgiveness so that he will stop enacting evil upon them. Mm-hmm. And Amy relayed a story where she got permission to take Robert's photo, but then she took a photo of a wall in the fort that disappeared, that went black afterward. She did not ask the wall's permission to take a photo. She did not ask Robert's permission to take other photos in the fort. And so she thinks that it could have been Robert who did that. No disrespect, Robert. Absolutely. We love you. We do. We do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I looked at some pictures of you earlier today. I hope that's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Robert is also known to mess with technology. So if you do take a photo of him without his permission, you may find that your entire card in your camera has gone. Like every photo just blank. Definitely a way to ruin your vacation. And every photo you take afterward will be blank. If you're going to screw with Robert, don't do it in the middle of your Key West vacation. That's tame compared to some of the things I've heard him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Then your car will flip over and land in the Gulf and things like that. But, yeah. but just taking a photo without his permission will lead to him making sure that all of your photos from before and from after will just disappear unless you write him and ask for forgiveness. He does not mess around when you go there. You must ask permission. Now, how does Robert grant permission? I don't know. I don't know if he holds up a little sign that says yes or no, or you just get a feeling that it's okay. How is he supposed to understand? Who reads the letters to Robert? Is there a dedicated staff member? Yeah, there is. There's a caretaker there who reads the letters, sorts through them, files them. She takes him out of his case once a year and weighs him, makes sure that he's... No more full of demons than he was last year. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, really? (laughs) They claim it's to make sure that the humidity hasn't caused his body to swell, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's... They used to do those experiments where they weighed people before and after to see how much the soul weighed. Maybe she's... (laughs) Making sure the soul is still there. I don't know. But that's a very famous example. He doesn't just mess with technology. He messes with your entire life. But (laughs) it doesn't follow along with that theory of the blinking lights, the ghosts pulling energy from the lights to manifest because he messes with technology, but not necessarily because he's trying to draw energy. It's more of a punishment. Right. So as I was digging around, I was looking for other instances of ghosts interfering with technology. And what I found instead was technology messing with ghosts. If you mean intentionally messing with ghosts, like is this a proton pack technology patent kind of thing? Or do you mean unintentionally messing with ghosts? (laughs) Let me just tell you what I'm talking about. I think it will make sense. Okay. So the legend was that in Coventry University... In England, a basement laboratory, Warwick Laboratory, was haunted by a 14th century ghost. People who went down there just knew it was haunted. They would feel their hair standing up on their arms. They would know that something was watching them. Some of them would even see a full-bodied apparition of a woman. Hmm. A medium even went down there and couldn't stand it. said it was just, just too much. Well, the world's first Ghostbuster, real Ghostbuster, is who he claimed. His name was Vic Tandy. He was an engineer and a lecturer working at the school. And he just kind of had an affinity for uh, ghostly things. Oh, cool. And he noticed that while he was working in this basement, he also would feel these sensations. He would feel the hair sticking up on the back of his neck. At one point, he even saw this like gray blob floating by him. Oh, yikes. Yeah. But being the very analytical man that he was, he decided that he was going to try and get to the bottom of it. Was it really a ghost? So the story I heard was he was working on testing metals or something, and he pulled out 
a rapier, fencing rapier. And he noticed that it was vibrating, even though it should have been perfectly still. While he was holding it or when he touched it on the table? No, like it was like on the table and he noticed it vibrating. Ooh. It turns out there was actually a fan in the lab that was emitting a frequency of around 19 hertz, which is so low that we cannot hear it with our ear, but it causes vibrations that in turn will cause other things to vibrate, right? Because if you have something vibrating in space, it can cause other objects around it to vibrate. For example, on the violin, I can play a note and it might make an open string that happens to be an octave below or higher vibrate. It's called resonance, this resonant vibrating. So basically what was happening was this fan was emitting this infrasound vibration. Which cats can hear, but we can't. (laughs) And it was causing other objects to vibrate. It was even causing your eyeballs to vibrate and make you see things that weren't there. It was making you feel things that weren't there. There was no ghost and it wasn't quote unquote EMFs. It was this infrasound that was being produced that was actually causing your eyeballs to vibrate in your head. There was some information that I stumbled across while I was researching for the episode Your Brain in a Fear Cage like two years ago mm-hmm. about infrasound, and we just didn't have time to get into it. So I'm really fascinated now because I didn't know the mechanism with the vibrating eyeball. Right? It's pretty intense. Yeah, exactly. He wrote a paper about it in 98, and there have been a lot of citations of this paper. In what, 98? 1998. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Next time you walk into a space and you start seeing things and you start feeling things, bring in your handy fencing rapier and see if it's vibrating. The technology is messing with the ghosts or our perception of the ghosts. In this case, it made the ghost go away completely. There's no 14th century cellar dweller in the Warwick Laboratory. It's just vibrations. Also, check out the manufacturer of your fans that you're going to put where people are going to be working late at night. Maybe you know, buy higher quality stuff. Because you wouldn't hear the infrasound. That's the whole point. You Mm -hmm. can't hear it. Exactly. It's beyond the range of human hearing, just like infrared light Mm -hmm. is beyond the range of our sight. And so you wouldn't know what it is that's screwing with your mind or your eyeballs. It probably makes your brain jiggle too, a little bit. Which isn't good for your brain. Nobody likes scrambled brains. The next thing I wanted to mention when talking about ghosts and technology is a light that is deliberately left on for ghosts. Now, there are so many stories throughout the lore, almost anywhere in the world, where you'll see stories of like ghostly lights in the woods, ghosts producing lights. There's the famous brown lights in North Carolina. There's lights off of highway passes, and there's lights in the woods, and strange lights in Arizona. There's lights everywhere. Just, just like, I don't know. There are UFOs, there's ghosts, I don't know. But there's also a light that is created for the ghost. It is a tradition. It goes back centuries. It is actually called the ghost light. And if you have ever worked in a theater, you are familiar with the ghost light. It is usually just a single bulb, and it is left on every night after the performers leave. There are many stories as to why theaters have a ghost light. 
Oh, can I guess? <laughs> sure, Diana. My guess is it's back when they used to use open flames, and it was to avoid the buildup of flammable gases like a pilot light. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, that is one of the Is that true? That is one of the explanations. Yes. When there were gas lights, they would leave one on a very low burn just to burn up any extra gas that was coming through from the extra lamps. Yes, nobody wants a ghost to explode the theater overnight. Exactly. exactly. There is also a legend that there was a theater that had no ghost light and a burglar broke in, fell into the orchestra pit broke his leg, and sued the theater. That must have happened in America. <laughs> I know, that sounds very American. That's so American. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't a problem before. <laughs> right. Before a certain year, yeah. I don't think that's the origin. No, no. I think that, that's, 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 that's probably a more modern story, Yes, right? but it's still, it's still a legend. I couldn't find any sources cute. saying that that was true. There's the theory that it's still left on because once all the lights are turned off, you might still have a few people straggling in the theater and you want to make sure that they don't fall in the trap door in the stage or into the orchestra pit like that suing burglar. But the theory I like and the reason that the ghost light went from a gas lamp on a low burn to a bare incandescent bulb to now an LED bulb, because we want to be energy efficient with our ghostly manifestations, right? Is it's a way to keep the ghosts at bay. It's a way to keep them distracted. I'm not sure why. I think there's also the idea that ghosts like cockroaches only come out when it's pitch black. So if you have a ghost light on, it will keep them from coming out and making a mess of things. Paranormal investigators seem to investigate in the dark. That is true. Yeah, I think ghosts are going to be there, whether or not you're looking at them through green night vision glasses or not. What was it you used to always call those shows? The shows with the green people? <laughs> green people shows. Yeah. Yeah. But those are some of the ideas behind the ghost light. Because as we've discussed before, all theaters are haunted. Mm -hmm. And the ghost light serves as a way to... Keep the ghosts from getting into too much mischief. Maybe it's a way to make them think that there's still someone in the building and they're being watched. Or maybe it's just, you remember the old Motel 6 commercials? We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's respectful for the ghosts. Yeah. We know you're still here. All the living have left, but we'll leave the light on for you. That's what I think of when I think of the ghost light. Theater people, do you have any comments? Let us know. Yes. Why do you leave the ghost light on? We want to know. So that's what I came up with. Interestingly enough, I was expecting to find famous stories of people getting sucked into television screens and lightning striking haunted buildings and stuff like that. But instead, I but no? ended up... No, this... I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of famous stories about that in fiction. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Like I, all the examples I can think of, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> that great. wasn't based on a true story. They're great TV tropes, mm, but the okay. the stories that I thought were the most interesting when you combine ghosts with technology were those: the infrasound and the ghost light. Theater people, please join us. 
homespunhaints.com has links to all of our social, but we would like to start a discussion on our Facebook group, which is where we talk about all the really weird stuff. Facebook.com slash group slash homespunhaints. Join us over there and let us know, why do you have a ghost light? Have you ever had an experience with the ghost light going out? Because it has to burn out sometime. How many ghosts does it take to change a light bulb, Becky? (laughs) Well, Diana, thank you so much. I hope, painted loves, you found this interesting. But next time you see your lights flickering on and off, whether or not it's in a theater or not, please call an electrician. (laughs) Because (laughs) otherwise... You're going to have a very spooky day. Or sparky day. (laughs) Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open the sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb, a hideaway for treasure, a portal into another dimension? Maybe it's aliens. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.